I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now, to the fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. You Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. Good lord. Jarvis Landry has a three inch penis, confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a he just me over in fantasy. Him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? What's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday. But it's Wednesday if you're watching live on YouTube. It is the DWZ Football Network's The Fabulous Big Bet. And today's topic, well, what else would it be? It's the Week 15 betting preview. But I am not alone. I am here with my co-host. I know him as the dirtiest player in the game today. You know him as Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT on Twitter. What's up, Dr. Kyle? Memphis, uh, I just wanted to say it's been, I, I think it's now been like two weeks. I want to apologize. My my um, my stunt double, Dr. Lyle, at DWZ underscore Dr. ZT, he took over all of my social media last week and did not do so well in betting. So, I want to apologize for week 14. It's uh, There was some new thing that you guys did last week. I, I don't know much about it other than uh, it sounds like Lyle did not do such a great job. It was a bit close, but, you know, I'm excited to hear about how that went with. Uh... Yeah, your evil twin while you were in Houston for work, <laughs> he jumped on and, and he butted heads with, with, the, with the big host. But we're, we're going to jump into everything that was. So remember from last week's review from our good friend Mike. Triple four, we are going to keep this short and to the point in the opening. So we're just going to give you what's on the horizon. Uh, Be on the lookout Friday for the MRI meets Dynasty Coffee Talk with this man, Dr. Kyle, and our graphics guru deluxe, Matty Biggs. And what's in our rearview mirror on the Wednesday Dynasty Warzone show? We did our rookie 5x5 game, wide receiver edition, with Nick Wayland, a lot of good stuff. If you're a dynasty player, if you're going to be playing fantasy or daily next year, and you just want to get these names in your head, get a little bit of info on what they do and what they bring to the table. 
then uh, you, those are a couple of good shows for you. Um, and remember, don't sleep on the war zone. There's going to be a lot of content. Uh, I wrote out the calendar for January and February. You're still looking at two to three shows a week, including Mock Draft Monday. We'll be doing startup mocks, rookie mocks of all different flavors and and formats. You and I will be doing some gambling pods as it relates to the rookie draft and odds of stuff like that. So that's what's going on. And then five-star reviews. Uh, we've gotten some good ones. Uh, again, we mentioned Mike. He's changed the future of the war zone. This intro is almost over, and it's because of Mike. And it's the easiest way to, to get this show uh, where we want it to be. Uh, we're at 192 total reviews, and we're racing toward 200. We need eight. Eight. Can we get there by the end of the year? And as crazy as it sounds, that's like two weeks away. So we need like half a one a day, and you could be that one. So go to wherever you're listening and leave a, leave a review. Leave a five-star. We may even read it on this podcast. I'll read one to you. It says, been listening and following the DWZ crew for months. Gave me some sanity during lockdown as Memphis and the crew always finds ways to bring a fresh perspective and a voice on Dynasty outside of the normal echo chamber. Plus, Memphis's weekly prop bets have been killing it lately. They've been paying for the Sunday morning donuts. MT Hill, you sweet son of a bitch, God love you for taking the time out of your day to rate and review the, sh- the show. So, if you do a rating and review and we like it and you say nice things about Dr. Lyle or even Dr. Kyle, we just may read it right here. And, you know, maybe we'll even, how about this, Dr. Kyle? If anyone does like a, a nice five-star review, I'll do a cameo-style shout-out for you. I can dog cuss your league like I did that son of a bitch that gave us a one-star review last week. You know what I called him, right? Well, I wanted to call him. Do you, Some rat eating. Raggedy rat soup I, eating motherfucker is what I called him. <laughs> but but that's neither here nor there, man. The, the intro's over. Mike said no long intros. I'm ready to recap the week that was. So there you go, and Mike. Less why than don't five, you recap your week? Okay. Well, I'll recap my week. Uh, I actually had a pretty good week. So all season long, I've been doing this contest on DraftKings where I have to pick five games against the spread. And what I love about it is like there's no there's no even numbers. Everything lands on the half. Two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, whatever the half is. And it makes it interesting. There's no tie. So my record in this contest to date is I posted a picture. I'm dead even at 60%. I continue to go three for five, three for five, three for five. Uh, you know, you'll have the occasional two and three and the occasional four and one. But I'm posting the pictures. That is my um, verification that says, hey, th- this is what I'm doing. So here's where the games that, that I put out there in the space last week. So I went four and two on the week total. And again, this is validated by the DraftKings Sportsbook Contest and the, t- uh, the tweets that I've put out, but I had Houston plus a point and a half at Chicago. Now that was a loss. I really thought Houston was going to come out firing, but uh, they did not. They looked rough. They had like hardly any weapons. No, no Brandon Cooks. Will Fuller suspended. David Johnson had COVID. Kiki QT played, but he was hurt. I mean, it was really Deshaun Watson and a bunch of nothing. I had yep. Arizona at New York Giants. The Giants were laying two and a half at home. And I, I guess I could have done a better, and I should have. Let me rephrase that. I, I could have done a lot of shit. But I, what I should have done was paid a little bit closer of attention to that injury report on Sunday morning. Daniel Jones didn't look right at all out there. And it clearly showed in the game. But those are my only two losses, my wins. Uh, I had the Colts at the, the Raiders laying two and a half. That never really felt felt in jeopardy. The Colts clearly felt like a better team. And I think there's just something that teams are able to exploit against the Las Vegas Raiders right now. And their their offense is good. I don't think it's great. So we'll talk more of those when I recap my big bet here in a minute. Uh, I had Atlanta. I'll save that one. I'll save that one for a second. Uh, I had Pittsburgh. I, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I had Buffalo minus the two and a half. That was a little nerve rattling through about a quarter and a half. And then it just looked very clear like Buffalo was the better team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And then one, you and I did a special one-off 
podcast on last week was the Los Angeles Superchargers against the Atlanta Falcons. And you just continued to get bad news after bad news after bad news about this game. First of all, you were up against me. That was strike number one. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then Julio Jones was out of the game. And if you look that, at that. Yeah. If ahead. there was an asterisk to this bet, it was if Julio Jones. Like, I liked this because I thought Julio Jones was playing because he played the week before. I thought we were in the hamstring clear. Once it came out, he was out. I was like, oh, shit, I'm not buying out because that's lame. But I definitely I definitely saw it being much closer than uh, than originally expected. But And the other thing is, is, on Wednesday. is that you uh, – is that the, the Falcons just can't run the ball. No. Todd Gurley, I mean, from a medical opinion, you can tell me if I'm wrong. He just looks shot. He looks like a shot fighter out there. Um, can barely move, and it's it's so sad to see for a guy who is so extremely talented, and he's only like 26 years old. But it looks like he's on a one year deal with Atlanta, and I don't, I, I, I would not be stunned if Todd Gurley was not in the league to start training camp next year. Now I could see someone bringing him in, you know, as an injury. Very, I could see his career arc at this point being very Devonta Freeman esque, where yeah. he's not on a team at camp next year, and he goes in to. You know, replace an injured starter somewhere, but the the precipitous fall of one Todd Gurley was also part of your your undoing. But here's the thing: as, as, as confident as I felt in that bet with you, uh, yeah. Anthony Lynn did everything in his power to to just jack it up six ways from Sunday. He well, was trying to I get wanted that to, game away. I, I wanted to ask you because. You know, like you alluded to crushing me, quote unquote, on Crushed. Twitter. But Crushed. at what point did you actually feel like the Chargers had this game? Because the Falcons had the ball with like a minute and a half left. And I was like, okay, maybe I actually have him here. And then Matt Ryan threw his third interception of the game. And then I still thought that the Chargers, like with 35 seconds, that Anthony Lynn would Anthony Lynn this game. And they, they managed to uh, pull it off. So. Oh, yeah, the the spread that two and a half was set pretty. I mean, I guess anything under a field goal, like they all feel the same when it's you know two and a half to pick them. But um, well, well the reason why I like the Chargers, just to be honest, is that I don't. I did like I said in the special preview we did. I didn't see either team having a real head coaching advantage. Raheem yeah. Mor- Raheem Morris wasn't great in Tampa Bay, and he's not been great in Atlanta. What I really found odd was I ended up getting closing line value because when we made yeah. the bet and I was getting two and a half from you, when the game closed, the Chargers were laying <laughs> or they were laying one. So it yeah, moved yeah. a full three and a half points over the course of about three days, which is yeah. pretty unheard of unless there's like a major quarterback injury or, or something along those lines. And I, my, my big takeaway was that was like, so if the, the Vegas Sharps are given a point, point and a half, for home field advantage. That's telling me that someone thinks that the Falcons are a one-point better team on a neutral field. If they were playing that game in my backyard, that means the Falcons would have been giving them a point and that never felt right. I felt like I'm getting the I'm felt like I'm getting the better quarterback, Matt Ryan. Talk about precipitously aging. He he went from being a top what? Top 10 yeah. Fantasy and, and, and you know, uh, I guess in, in a redraft, because in Dynasty, obviously it would favor toward the youth. But he mm-hmm. went from being a guy who was perennially putting up, at a minimum, top 12 QB numbers. And he's still kind of is. He's on the fringe of a QB1 for fantasy purposes. But, dude, he, he looks like he couldn't play dead in a Western. He, no. you know, he couldn't be the guy who falls down from random gunshot wound in Tombstone, which I watched over the weekend. Great movie. Great movie, by the way. Um he he played the extra of one of the Cowboys that got shot. That was Matt Ryan because he he looked shot right now. So I felt like I was getting I was getting the better quarterback. I was getting the better running back. I was yeah, getting yeah. I was getting the better edge rushers. I felt the secondary was way better on the Chargers. I just felt like I was getting the better team, and I felt like the only handicap, if you will, was the head coach. So I'm up. So that's something new we're doing on the show. All that time that we used to waste talking about stuff in the intro. That's gone. If you see Mike triple four on the street, thank him. Because we're just going to talk more about gambling, DFS, and just continue to have fun here on the show. So I'm up a unit on Dr. Kyle. I am going to keep that in my pocket until I hear his bets. And maybe maybe I'll fire at him again this week. And then uh, my big bet, 
Uh, another winner. I had the Colts and the Raiders over 51 and a half. And I think it was 38 at halftime. I think it was 21-17 at the halftime. Came right out, got a score after the half, made it f- uh, 44, and it was all downhill from there. That that was a no-sweat bet, which is nice. You don't always want to come down. And uh, Speaking of no-sweat books, so that was my week. Before we get into Dr. Kyle, I do want to ask him, uh, d- did you see how the Cleveland-Baltimore game, and did you see how that impacted betters? Have you heard any of the tales? Uh, in what regard? I mean, I, I didn't, well, I didn't the, watch the, the second half. The, well, shame on you. The closing line on that game was Baltimore minus three. Okay. Right. So, so Baltimore's up three oh, with, yeah. two, with, 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 with two seconds to go. Um, you're probably not old enough to remember this, this show, but do you remember Benny Hill? The Benny Hill I, show, yeah, with, with like with like the cops and the jazzy sacks, yeah. and, and then the, the Cleveland Browns are doing their best Benny Hill impersonation, and all I heard was, <laughs> and all of a sudden they keep going backwards and backwards and backwards, and they go out of bounds, and that's a safety, and, and that caused Baltimore to win by five, and I was listening to a betting show on Fox Sports Radio. And something like $1.6 million changed hands nationally between all the apps and the casinos and everything. $1.4 or $1.6 million changed hands on that garbage safety at the end of the game. Absolutely a horrific beat. So if you had Baltimore minus three, you're getting a push. Okay, no big deal. You're happy to get a push. Same with Cleveland. I mean, if you had watched that entire game, and I did, I watched it snap to snap minus our Mock Draft Monday podcast. And I watched it all the way to to the end. And if you had bet that game, you were sweating it so much either way at at minus three. It was going back and forth. And everybody got a good sweat, and it made the game so good. All right, everybody's going to get a Lamar in the stall. Yeah. Sweating it out. Yeah. Lamar shit on more than just a – so some stomach cramps. He uh, he that 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 ruined some people. So I certainly felt bad. But then again, every Baltimore, I'm sorry, every Cleveland better. Uh, there's the opposite side with a Baltimore better. So very interesting number that 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 impacted 1.6 million dollars of betting action. Now now I don't know that you lost that much, but I know you had a very wild weekend yourself. Now you'd been in fairness, you had been very hot. You had been yeah, very hot yeah. the previous two weeks, so you, you ran into a cooler. Uh, break down what happened with uh, with you this weekend. So, in, in regards to what we talked about on the pod, um, I loved. I, I'm so mad. Like I had BB written next to Colts at Las Vegas minus two and a half, and I I got off of it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to backtrack a lot, but I was on the Colts minus two and a half, so that was my win. Um, you know, shame on me. Like I still think the Steelers are a better team than the Bills, but three games in eleven days. I like earlier in the season I took the Bills at home against Seattle, laying whatever they were laying, because Bills had just come off of a weird streak with the COVID stuff with the Titans, you know, schedule rearranging. And I should have I should have let that hit me the same way with the Steelers. So, you know, I still feel like the Steelers and the if the Bills and the Steelers meet in the playoffs. Um, I, I feel like that'll be a closer game. I feel like that game was closer than the score let on, you know, and then. Uh, well, I, I, I should have known that your week was doomed when we were going to start this show last Wednesday and you texted me and you said, how can the bills be given the Steelers two and a half points? That was the yeah, first text of your week. So, uh, you, you got, it started rough. It, yeah. It, it kept rough, but, but you had some, you had some good weeks on props. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so. My, my big bet was um, Falcons Chargers over 49, and it, it felt pretty good in the first half. And then Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn to the end of the half, like not, it, it almost felt like an over there was the hedge for the Chargers getting two and a half. And then magically there was no hedge and I just lost them all outright. It was weird because they scored like, like 27 points in the first half. If I remember correctly, it was like 10 yeah. to 17. I'm like, Okay, yeah. you're, and, you're, and it could have been seventeen home. all or seventeen thirteen. Yeah, it felt An- good. Anthony Lynn, Anthony, yeah, you, 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 uh, you, you got to avoid Atlanta. I, I, I got away with it by going oh, yeah. against them. But normally, Atlanta is where money goes to die. But yeah, and, and Matt Ryan, like I think two of his interceptions were in the Chargers 
territory. So that's like, that's wasted time and then lost points. And all of a sudden the Chargers going back the other way. So yeah, you know, I, I was on a hot streak with my, my, uh, my big bets. I think that was six or seven in a row up until that point. So I'm nine, four and one on the year. Um, my props, I, I was lights out on my props. I was on Jonathan Taylor in everything, uh, receiving yards, receptions, and rushing yards. What's funny about the receiving yards, so he, his first reception went for 20, and the number there was 14 and a half, and his next reception went for minus five, and I don't think he had another one after that, so he only beat it out by half a yard, um, but I played them all individually, and then I also parlayed him because I was like, you know, if I want to feel even better about it if they all hit, and then I was also on the Cole Komet uh, receptions, and then... Mike Gesicki was my tight end of the week, so I got on Mike Gesicki receptions. I wish I got on a Mike Gesicki anytime touchdown, but I didn't. So actually my props brought me back up. The The week was pretty actually even financially, maybe plus or minus 20 bucks. Um, you know, there's always money going in and out, so it's hard to know exactly what my account ends at every week. Um, but this is one that hurt me because it was a big tease week for me. There were a lot of two and a half and like six and a half point spreads. And so six and a half is a nice one to tease down to a pick them. And then two and a half is a nice one to tease up to eight and a half or the other direction to over a field goal. So I had a lot of things teased. And one of the games I was on for a tease was teasing the Saints down to a pick them against the Eagles. And then they lost outright. So I lost a little bit there. But, you know, I actually got on the Browns for the T's. And so I, I was, you know, going into Monday night, if I won both of my teases involving the Browns, it was about a break even. And then they did. And then I actually, so quick, real fantasy football home league aside going into, so ending Sunday night, I'm up by like 25 points. I got Hollywood Brown to go and my man's got um, Nick Chubb. And so this, so this, my home league, more important than anything, even though it's nowhere near the most of money I have invested. Uh, so Nick Chubb, of course, goes off for like 75 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. And I'm like, I can't stay up and watch this and pay attention to this. Otherwise, I'm just not going to sleep. So I had to just go to bed at halftime. And in my head, I'm like, what are the odds that they just like switch, switch the game up and it's just a Kareem Hunt second half? Um, and then sure enough, it was a Kareem Hunt second half and eventually Hollywood Brown got a touchdown too. So actually I think if Hollywood Brown, cause he had nothing at the end of the first half, if he didn't, if he did the same thing in the second half, I still would have lost. Um, even though Nick Chubb didn't do any, I think he got like, you know, 15 or 20 point or 15 or 20 yards in the second half. Um, but the irony of the situation is my buddy, Joe's younger brother, Jake traded me Hollywood Brown in the preseason and then Hollywood Brown knocked him out of the playoffs. So even if I get knocked out this week, it felt like a very nice taste of victory. So, yeah, I, I will say this, that if you're, if you're listening to this, cause you probably primarily probably found us as the dynasty show, the dynasty war zone. One thing that if you're starting to dip a toe as more and more States come online with legalized gambling, especially through apps. Now we use MyBookie.ag. We'll read the commercial. Or I'll just go ahead and do it. MyBookie.ag is the official gambling partner of the fabulous Big Bet, and they're 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 web based. I just keep my browser open and sign in every time that I I want to make action. It's not super hard. The the web based. It's kind of like if you play on MFL versus Sleeper. Sleeper's an app. I use the MFL. I use it directly through my browser on my iPhone. But mybookie.ag is is super easy. But if you're crossing over from fantasy, player props are really a way to go. You know matchups. You know, you know what favors who. The big thing that you have to learn is your betting player props, which is the whole crux of my Saturday show, the People's Propcast, which I've got seven straight winning weeks. If you uh, have been listening. And I have, I have found free money, folks. Free it, it, money. That's my tweet every Sunday. Memphis tweets at me as props, and I just retweet. And I said, "Free money." If you don't get on it, it, it literally he does all the research. He spends hours, so all you have to do is check his Twitter Sunday morning and say, "Oh, five bucks, ten bucks, fifteen it, bucks, whatever." Like it, it is the research, but but if you're into fantasy football and you're into stats. And as long as you stay away from the crazy juice, because that's what will you know beat you in the long run, because you're giving up odds when you bet with a bookie. It's not like me and Dr. Kyle when we bet on the Atlanta 
you know, versus the Chargers game. Dr. Lyle, Memphis. Dr. Lyle. I keep forgetting Dr. Lyle. (laughs) But but we bet, you know, just straight up, there was no juice in our bet. But it makes it real hard over the long term to beat the juice if you're laying a ton. So I continue to see the props get sharper and sharper as the season gets on and on. But if, if that's where you're coming from is the fantasy world, that's a great place to start dipping a toe. And you mentioned you were 9-4-1 and one on your big bets for the season. I am 9-5 and five on the season. So combined on our big bets, if you just bet our big bets every week, you bet mine, you bet Dr. Kyle's, not Dr. Lyle's, but Dr. Kyle's, you, you would be 18-9-1 on the season. That's pretty strong. That's well over 65% um, to make it as a pro better, which obviously you couldn't make it on two bets a week during the NFL season. But to hit at that clip is is pretty impressive and documented because we record this show every week. So we're looking to get on the winning ways. So Dr. Kyle, I'm going to do a two-for-one ad spot and get this out of the way for the people. We mentioned our sponsor, MyBookie.ag, our official odds provider. Everything we're getting ready to cover comes from MyBookie.ag. And if you're looking for convenience, and Dr. Kyle, aren't you always looking for convenience, DoorDash, Uber Eats? You take a, you take an Uber here or there. Convenience, right? Uh, Dr. Kyle must not be paying much attention to me. Oh, he ran off. Well, if you're looking for convenience, just hit pause on this podcast and go into the show sheet. There's a hyperlink takes you right directly to the mybookie.ag. The promo code DWZ Memphis is pre-populated. And just like that, bada bing, bada boom, you are hooked up at mybookie.ag. Uh, again, it is web-based, so it does not matter your location. They are an international shop. So Dr. Kyle could always help you with mybookie.ag. And our second sponsor uh, is Viridian Global. Viridian Global is the home of the DWZ merch, including the DWZ dad hat, the DWZ NWO-themed hat, the Hawkamania hat, and so much more. And that's our official apparel provider, Viridian Global. That's V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N. And if you're watching live on YouTube, you will see that crawling across the bottom of the screen. So you can't miss out. Head over there. If you're a first-time user, use promo code MBC2020. That is it, as in Maddie Big Chest, MBC2020. Save you some bucks over at viridianglobal.com. So there's the ads. Dr. Kyle, I'm going to give you the uh, the first like of the week. What, what are you looking at? What are you liking for week 15, man? Can you believe week 15? No, it's so funny you said that because you you had a tweet today again about the uh, the head to head bet, and I was like in my head I'm like plenty more to come, yeah. Uh, and I was like, wait, there's only three weeks left in the regular season, so I kind of hope we get one today. Uh, and of course, there's always the playoffs. The playoffs, like there's fewer games, so we have increased odds. But I don't. I'll tell you what. I looked at this week. Like I looked at it Monday, didn't like much. I looked at it Tuesday, and I was like, ah, I think I like more. And then, of course, then you do the the devil and the angel on each shoulder, and you're like, oh yeah, this looks nice. And you're like, oh no, it really doesn't. Um, so I, look, I, I got a bunch of likes. I think I have my big bet nailed down. So maybe we could talk about more than our typical three. Here's my first one, and this is I'm, I'm going history based here because if you look at what Chicago has scored in their past few games. They look like their offense is buzzing. Um, but Chicago is at Minnesota this week, and the total on that game is 47. Now, if you look just at recent history with Chicago, they've scored some points, but they've scored those points against Detroit's atrocious defense and Houston's pretty, pretty bad defense uh, at home. And so I got to thinking because at first I was like, oh, maybe I like the over in this game. And then I went to see what Mitchell Trubisky has done as a quarterback against the Vikings. And he's four and two. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I lean Chicago. And I look at his numbers. In six games against the Vikings, he's four and two with two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a passer rating of 72. I'm like, that's interesting. So I decided to look into the history of the Bears-Vikings rivalry just over the past few years. I didn't want to, you know, go back and 
to the seventies or the eighties and, and see what the purple people eaters were doing against the, the, you know, who's or the 85 bears day irrelevant. But I figure over the past few years, we, you know, Nagy's in his third year, Zimmer's in his second or third year, I believe Trubisky's in his third year. Cousins has been with the Vikings for three years. I think in the past three years, here's the total scores for Vikings bears uh, in 2019 bears, 21 Vikings, 19 total of 20. Uh, also in 2019, September, Bears 16, Vikings 6, 22. The year before, Bears 24, Vikings 10, 34 points. November that year, Vikings 20, Bears 25, 45. Then we go all the way back to 2017. We have Vikings 20, Bears 17, 37 total points. Bears 10, Vikings 23 for 33 points. You have to go all the way back to January 1st of 2017, which is technically the 2016 season for the last time the Bears-Vikings went over 47 points, and it was 38 to 10, 48 points. And so what we have here, I think, is very familiar coaches who are very familiar with each other's offenses who are going to play a typical divisional chess match of a game you know, I, I don't love it. Like 47 is that number. We've had, we've seen a lot of overs, but I feel like we've leaned under the past few weeks as the, the weather's turned on us. It's gotten colder. I feel like teams are turning more to a running game. The playoffs are closer in sights, and teams are being a bit more conservative. Um, and for those reasons, I am on the Bears and the Vikings under 47. And, and one other thing. Um, so I liked the over in the Bears game last week. If Akeem Hicks did not play, he did play. And so now the Bears defense is back to a healthy Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, and Roquan Smith. And I, I feel like this is just going to be a um, this is going to be a game of, you know, try and get a first down here or there, and then they're going to do the punt for punt field possession. And whoever's the first team to start their field position at like the 45 yard, their own 45 yard line or, or around midfield will be the first one to strike, and they're going to have the advantage. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to pull the trigger on that one. D- didn't love it. Uh, I'm going to hit you with my, my first like, and that is Seattle at the Washington football team. The football team getting five and a half on mybookie.ag. And I watched a good New York Giants defense give Seattle fits in Seattle. And now I get to watch a really good a really good Washington defense, get to play a Seattle team going all the way from the Pacific Northwest to our nation's capital for a 1 p.m. start in some potential weather, a little bit of snow, uh, may not be the best weather. Um, What I'm waiting on before I pull the trigger on this game is to see if Antonio Gibson and Alex Smith uh, are playing. Now, if Alex Smith is going, I will bet this. I will take Washington uh, I would love to see the number go down or actually go up in my favor, get a little bit closer to a touchdown. But Seattle as a road uh, favorite this year, they are 1-1 one one against the spread. And Washington is 3-1 and one as a home underdog against the spread. So uh, I love this defense. Uh, I'm going to talk more about the Washington defense in the DFS segment. But I'm going to wait. I, I want to I see the practice report clear up a little bit. Uh, Gibson was listed as a limited participant, went through some individual drills today at practice, and then I want to see Alex Smith because, like I said, I'm not going to bet with a Dwayne Haskins-led team. I don't think Seattle's all that. Um, Like I said, I'll hit you with some more uh, eye-opening stats on this one, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a little bit. Maybe that number goes up. Maybe I get better information, and actually I I would rather get Alex Smith and Antonio Gibson and maybe give up half a point and, and bet it plus five and have those two guys then to, you know, get it plus six with Dwayne Haskins because I think that dude's a bum. But that that's my first like. What is your next like, Dr. Kyle? Okay. I'm going – so actually, I, I like that one. I also I also lean the under that game. Um, you know, I did some, some Rotoviz splits over comparing the last four to the first two-thirds of the season. And both – uh, Seattle's was averaging like 32 points a game on offense in the first nine games. Last four, they're only averaging about 25 to 26, and they're only giving up 15. And then 
Washington has a very similar, not first half split or for two, first two thirds split, um, but also about 25, 26 points for and only giving up 14. You know, there's there's not a true equation to figure out what what the potential is, but this is an outdoor game. We're getting some pretty nasty weather on the East Coast right now. Um, and I, uh, again, like, I feel like in a game with this low of an over-under, if you can get a home team West Coast traveling to an East Coast uh, stadium for a 1 p.m. start, home team getting a touchdown with an over-under, under 45, that just feels like um, – there's no locks, but it feels really good. And and again, it was the same thing. I I, I was checking to see what the potential for Alex Smith uh, was this week because if Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback, I think maybe the under is still in play, but you can't touch Washington unless you know Alex Smith is there because he's at least going to protect the ball. My next like, I'm going back to a total. Maybe we got another like we talk about. We'll see. Maybe we'll just shoot the shit on a game um, because perhaps it, it turns into a, a, a crossfire. But my next like is Tampa Bay is going to Atlanta, and that total is 51 and a half. And being so closely tied to Atlanta this past week, I thought, huh, 51 and a half. I think the spread's about five. So they're, they're, you're telling me that this game is going to be – I don't know, 28 to 23. And then, so I I decided to look into the splits for both Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Atlanta, over their last four games, are only averaging 21 points a game. And they're actually only giving up 17 and change. So their defense has done well for themselves, at least from a points given up standpoint. I know there was that Raiders atrocity in there, and I forget what else was in there. They had some close games with the Saints that were probably both unders. And then Tampa Bay has also their points for is down about five points a game from the first two thirds of the season or, you know, first, first half, I suppose, if we're ignoring the last quarter Um, and they're down to about 24, 25 points over the last four weeks. And so I thought, well, 51 and a half for a division rivalry, Tampa Bay is the favorite, but they're going on the road to Atlanta. And if, if Julio Jones is not a go, I don't see Atlanta doing anything on offense. This, uh, this Tampa Bay defense has been good all season long. They've been in some bad spots. I think Tom Brady has uh, – I think he's been on the decline as the year has gone. Don't get me wrong. For 43 years old, he's all-time, obviously. You know, To quote R.J. Bell, he's better than the Pope, Gandhi, yada, yada, uh, as far as wins for a quarterback over the age of 42, I believe. Um, and so I just see this game also a division rivalry being a bit more of a – a slow-paced game, field goals, some more punting. Tampa Bay got a bit lucky this week against Minnesota, who, you know, Dan Bailey, I think, was like missed four field goals and an extra point or something. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm under Tampa Bay and Atlanta 51 and a half. That's one of the higher over-unders of the week, and I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where where the – the high number is coming from, and I'm not seeing it. Like the weapons are there. I think this might be one where, you know, Tampa Bay is a very public team with, you know, Tom Brady and they got Evans and Godwin and Gronk and Antonio Brown, but it hasn't, you know, it's, it's not uh, the hole is greater than the sum of a parts at, at this point. I think it's the opposite. Um, and then Atlanta without Julio has been dust. So, well, I, 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 to me, it comes down to this: the, the the scoring in this game is going to come down to really Tampa Bay is going to set the tone. Their defense is really middle of the pack, um, but Atlanta is actually—I don't want to say sneaky good—but they're better than advertised against the rush. As far as rush yards given up, Atlanta is in the top ten. They've given up the tenth fewest yards in the league. And they are also in the, I'll call it the top, they're tied for the top 11 in rushing TDs. And there could be no Ronald Jones in this game. He's on the COVID list. He's got a broken finger. So if there's points coming, uh, on a side note, we're going to talk more about this game later. So I won't get into it too much. And I'm not going to fire on you because I, I, I don't like the over a ton there. My second game is Indy. Uh, giving up seven and a half at home to Houston, uh, and I like the over. The over feels good as uh, you know, feels good as well. It's kind of enticing. 
given the last game these two teams played, the final score was 20-26, to but that's a little misleading because the Texans turned the ball over on the three-yard line in what would have made the game at least at least 27-26, which would have been 53. Now, on top of that, I mentioned earlier, they're going to be getting David Johnson back. They're going to be getting Brandon Cooks back. There is no concern about weather here in Indianapolis, so I, I don't think that's a concern. I think Indy's defense is a little overrated, um, especially as of late as they play better offensive teams. So I, I will wait. If this game dips below a touchdown, maybe I'll look at it then. But I'm, that hook is, a, is danger. You know, how do you catch fish on a hook? And that, that hook feels like it's going to snag a lot of people. I see this game easily being like 24-31, something of that nature. And I do like the over also because the entire Houston secondary feels like they're either on injured reserve or out. And T.Y. Hilton already torches this defense. It just feels like Indy could put up 28-31 to 31 on their own. And we know how capable Deshaun Watson is, uh, even against Indy. He looked great against them last time. So I like the over. I like the Colts if it gets down to, say, 6.5. Um, this is one where I know people will bet teasers, like my, my lovely co-host here, where they would bet Indy down to either you know minus 1.5 to maybe just a half. Depends if you're doing a 6- or 7-point teaser. Uh, I'm not the big fan of the teaser, Dr. Carlos, but I like this game. Um, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. What else do you have before uh, your big bet? All right, so it was an interesting one to see on Monday with uh, New England is going to Miami this week, and they're getting two and a half points. And I know that Miami is a bit banged up on offense, but after watching New England play against the Rams on Thursday night, I just don't see where they're going to score points. And I know Uncle Bill Belichick worked his you know veteran coach against rookie quarterback Magic on the road against Justin Herbert a couple weeks ago, but that felt more like you know the, the I didn't I didn't watch that game so much, but it sounded like it was more. Uh, he exploited the special teams, like the atrocity of the Los Angeles Chargers special teams. Um, and Gunnar Olszewski ended up being the special teams player of the week, not that anybody ever pays attention to that stuff. But there was some very key uh, punt returns and I believe a field goal block in that game. And so, yes, it was 45 to nothing and Justin Herbert didn't have his day. But that just felt like, uh, yeah, like – Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. But, like, I, I researched the Bill Belichick against rookie quarterback stat for that game, and I think at the time he was 18-5, and five, but he was 11-0 and 0 at home and 7-5 and five on the road, which is very close to 50-50. Um, so now he's 8-5 and five on the road, and now he's going on the road to Tua. So, yes, there's that narrative of Bill Belichick being good against rookie quarterbacks, but I just feel like Miami's defense is so good, and Brian Flores is – really he's really bringing this roster along i just feel like the brian flores familiarity with the patriots organization outweighs bill belichick against tua i I don't know i just like brian flores is like it's already been in interviews that he's aware of how good bill belichick is against rookie quarterbacks i think he's going to scheme a very safe offensive game plan um, for Tua to minimize mistakes. Does that and, make you uh, like the under? I, I'm just listening. Oh, I, to yeah. The, the under, it, it's so low, though. If the under was around 44, 45, I would be on it, but I think it's 41 or like it's 40, 40 and It's a half. 41 and a half right now on mybookie.ag, but I ask because, I mean, how many points do you see Miami putting up against Uncle Bill? Max. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Did I do? I so, think so I this, ga- so this on this one. For, for this game to go over – you would have to have like 24 21 yeah. or you know 20 20 I mean even 20 to 21 is going to you know get you paid on the under it just well, feel, so in, it feels like in, an under game well yeah and in new england's last four they're averaging 22 points a game and giving up 17 and in miami's last four they're averaging 20 points a game and giving up 16 it it, it feels like a like a smash under so yeah. is this your big bet it's not. It's not. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire on my big bet. Get the get the ball rolling here because I'm I'm not scared. I'm not that guy. I am going uh, with the San Francisco 49ers 
Lane three at Dallas. Now they activated George Kittle off of the injury reserve list. Now that does not mean that he will play, but you know he's going to be pestering the, the, the shit out of Kyle Shanahan. Like, can I play? Can I play? Can I play now? How about now? How about now? Can I play now? You know that's what he's going to do. But other reasons why I like this game, um, I love backing a well-coached team that was just embarrassed as the betting favorite. They were the favorite against the Washington football team, and they got beat outright. Didn't score an offensive touchdown. And who are they playing? They're, they're, they're playing a Dallas team that, you know, yeah, they beat Cincy 30-7, to but there was a defensive touchdown in there. And this game was still 20-7. to you know, in the third quarter, it was hardly the blowout. The The score would indicate this Kyle Shanahan run scheme against the worst, 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 the worst, the worst rushing defense in the league. It just feels like a recipe for disaster for the Dallas Cowboys. I know the game's in Dallas. That says that even a banged up San Francisco team is Four and a half points better than Dallas. I will lay the three. I don't normally do a lot of sides with my big bet, but I'm going to take a, a proud 49ers team coming off of a win. Excuse me, coming off of a loss against the Dallas team coming off of a win. And I look for this one to be ugly for Dallas. Just even being defensively limited, this is not going to be a, a handsome game. And I am gonna lay the three. I'm hoping. I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna bet it. I am gonna bet it, but I'm I'm gonna wait and actually put my money down, hoping that I can get it at two and a half. Uh Dallas is a very public team and they're gonna say, Well, who is this team that just come off a loss against the, the football team the to, to give my Cowboys uh, you know, this many points. And I could see them betting the Niners down a little bit. So I will bet this game and uh before I get into your big bet, do you want to know the rest of my current, it can change, my current card on the DraftKings contest? Because I, I went ahead and filled it. All right. Well, I'm, these, are, these are games that, that I've got selected now. I can change them up until game time. I have got Buffalo minus six and a half at Denver, just under right. a tutty. Uh, I've got Tampa Bay minus five and a half at Atlanta. Uh, I, I've already I, teased Tampa Bay. I've already teased Buffalo. I've already teased the Green Bay Packers. I, I have got San Francisco minus three and a half on the contest. Now it's three here on my bookie, but it's three and a half in the contest. I've got Washington plus five and a half in the contest, and then I've got Kansas City minus two and a half. Kansas City minus two and That's a half. That's a good was, number. They're it's not. A, it's, it's it's a great number. See, so Thank on you. these contests, they have yeah. to they they usually post it by Thursday morning, every game, and they don't change it. It's locked in, so gotcha. if 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 something changes, you got to be up to date and you got you got to make the right moves. Uh, but yeah, I, I will make some moves on this depending on some news. Like the the Tennessee Titans are laying five and a half to the Lions. I, I think the line was presuming that Matt Stafford was going to play. Yeah, Obviously, probably. if Matt Stafford doesn't play, then I will pivot and take the Titans at home minus five and a half. But that's what I'm looking at right now, man. Let, let's talk about your big bet and then talk a little DFS. All right. Here's my big bet. I am taking the Philadelphia Eagles getting six at the overrated Arizona Cardinals coming off of what looks like a really big win against the Giants. Daniel Jones handed the Cardinals that win. Um, and the reason I like this, because so the total on this game is also 49. I like the under on this game as well, because the, the Eagles have played very good defense most of the season. Um, and so I, you know, I didn't look into, you know, averages, but I, you know, I looked back at, let's see what they do. Like they, they held they, they held the Packers scoreless in the first quarter, and then it took all the way until you know I, I shouldn't say all the way until like that that total thirty to sixteen looks like a blowout, but the Eagles were actually leading at the end of the first quarter. And so I feel like this Eagles team with Carson Wentz not being able to convert a third down plays very good defense, gets off the field, and then a minute and a half later they're back on the field. I saw it happen against the Seattle Seahawks. They made Russell Wilson miserable in the first half of that game. You know, eventually DK Metcalf broke loose for a few, 
Um, and, and again, like Seattle and Arizona are very, very similar, even teams. I think Seattle's offensive line is a little bit worse than Arizona. Arizona, however, doesn't run the ball well. So I think the Eagles are, be, are, are able to set up very well against the pass. Why I like this, though, is now that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, the Eagles are finally playing offense the way they should have when Carson Wentz was being just traumatized in that backfield all season long. They're finally running the ball. Miles Sanders looked like the Miles Sanders we've all expected him to be last week. Jalen Hurts is not afraid to run the ball. Like You, you want to play Jalen Hurts props the rest of the season? Probably just like take his under whatever it's going to be passing and over and rushing. That's an exaggeration. Um, but the Eagles are finally able to stay on the field on offense so the defense can be rested. And six, like who, you know, to, to quote Memphis, like who the fuck are the Cardinals to lay six points? Like, I, I just don't see it. Like, yeah, they, they blew out the, uh, they blew out the giants and they blew out the Cowboys. But other than that, every game has been within six points. Um, and they haven't looked that great. Like Kyler Murray's not, not an MVP quarterback that everybody thought he might be early on the season. I think there's more film on him. I think people are getting familiar with him. You know, maybe, maybe it was his injured shoulder, but I think the Eagles have very much rallied around the quarterback change. I think they want to play at this point and they're, they're very much back in the NFC East mix. Um, so I'm, I'm locking in Eagles plus six at Arizona this week. That's my big bet. Oh, well, I, I may fire on you. I don't know, but I, I am going to support you on that under. And here's why. The Arizona Cardinals are low-key, uh, the ninth, actually tied for eighth, eighth, eighth fewest yards per play given up in the NFL at 5.3. And the Eagles are uh, sixth with 5.2. So these are two better than, than you think teams as, as it relates to scoring I'm, I'm pulling them up right now by points uh the cardinals are top 13 in points allowed on the season and the eagles are 19th so one's in the upper third one's in the middle but i'll be honest without carson wentz and there's no bigger carson wentz stand than me that without carson wentz turning the ball over how many of those 328 points have the eagles given up were caused by Carson Wentz turnovers that created short fields for field goals or maybe a maybe a, a quick cheap touchdown. And you're looking at these two teams, so maybe that under is the play. I think I, I think you're on the wrong side of that because of injuries to the Philadelphia secondary. They may not have a Darius Slay. They just put one of their safeties on IR. So I don't, but I don't know that that Kyler can take advantage of it. I do like your 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 comment. On the under. So there you go. That's the bets. That's the recap. Man, let's do this DFS thing. You ready to do that? Oh, this is my favorite part of this week. I saw you did some cashing last week. You you posted three pictures. Cashing. Well, here's the thing. First of all, I want to give a shout out to the Podfather, a.k.a. Matt Kelly. He is correct. Uh, DraftKings is a much, at least in my, my two weeks on that platform, the... DraftKings format is much better for the 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 non-gambler. If you're like a lottery ticket type player, uh, maybe FanDuel's better for you. But if you you put in a little bit more work and you're a, we're becoming DFS grinders. But if we're DFS grinders, uh, it seems to favor DK. So you posted three winners. So uh, what what was your lineups? What was good? What was bad? What was meh? I mean. My, I, th- I feel like my only man was I was I thought the Giants defense was going to come to play against the Cardinals last week. Um, but look, I mean, so I did a couple of FanDuel free plays and I finished in 190th out of 21,000 people and won zero dollars because whatever the, the payout was um, and that contest I had. I was so so I had the, the Rivers T.Y. Hilton stack was my stack. Um that's I had that across the board. I was on Derrick Henry. I was on Jonathan Taylor. I mean, so in that, I had Mike Williams lay me a goose egg, and I still finished that good. I had Washington football team was my defense, and I was on Devontae Adams. And that so that was FanDuel. And then on DraftKings, I was on, uh, again, Rivers Hilton, Adams, David Montgomery, and Jonathan Taylor. Tim Patrick was, like, my cheap guy who scored a touchdown. Mike Gesicki was my tight end, and he had two touchdowns before he left the game. And then Ronald Jones even – he had a decent game. Like 
you know, the DraftKings puts up the fire and the ice. Like it was either fire or good, and then Giants ice. So I turned hey. like fifteen bucks into fifty bucks last week. Not too shabby. I turned the the whopper of three dollars into five dollars after turning three dollars into ten dollars last week. I'll just jump Steady into money. My, hey, hey yeah. man, scared money don't make money. I, I, I'm. I'll just be honest. I put a lot more money. Um, I did a ten unit bet two weeks ago on my Baker prop, and then I I went back to the well again with a two unit bet on Baker's passing prop. I tend to fire more in that range. I'm, I I have plenty of gamble in me, uh, as I do on my sides and totals, and I I post just about everything on Twitter. DFS, man, this is just really learning. That's why when I learned something about, you know, DraftKings being a better format for the sharper player from Matt Kelly, I'm going to give Matt Kelly a little tip of the cap and say thank you for that bit of advice because that is true. In my two weeks so far, I will tip the cap. I will say, hey, that's a great call, and it's working out so far. So this week I am going with, you know, normally it's in life it kind of it's kind of bad business to be in the middle. You know, you want to be on the high end, you want to be in the low end, you don't want to be in the middle. We preach on the Dynasty War Zone, don't be in the middle in your Dynasty League. But in this week, man, with my stack, I am going to kind of stay in the middle. I don't want to pay up super high. I'm going to do a triple buck stack. I'm going to go Tom Brady at 6,600 with Chris Godwin at 6,200 as he is cheaper than uh, as he is cheaper than Mike Evans this week. And then I'm going to wrap that up with a Gronkowski stack. That's right, big Gronk. I, I mentioned earlier. So against the quarterback, against the quarterback, the best fan duel, excuse me, the best DraftKings uh, team to play against, the Atlanta Falcons. They give up 26 points, DraftKings points, to the quarterback position. Then you cycle over to the wide receiver position because that's what Mike, excuse me, that's what Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are. The Atlanta Falcons give up the second most points to the wide receiver position, and then up. Oh, let's just scroll over to the tight end position, and they give up the sixth most points to the tight end position. Conversely, all that being said, all that positive uh, momentum, you, you you flip the script and you go running back. The Atlanta Falcons are the sixth toughest matchup for running backs. We already mentioned that Rojo probably will not play this week. So where is this team soft? I tried this last week. It was kind of meh with Justin Herbert and uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry can kiss my ass. That guy, <laughs> that, that guy could have the best matchup of matchups, and he finds a way to dog it each and every week. So... Uh, for those reasons, Hunter Henry can kiss my ass, but I'm sticking with a Tampa Bay Buccaneers three-headed stack, and then my run it back. So if the if the the stack of the the Buccaneers hit, how is Atlanta going to score points? Healthy Julio or not, I'm going Calvin Ridley. He's my high dollar honey. He is the the highest price guy I've got this week at 8,200. I did not want to pay up uh, because the uh, Saturday night games are not on the Sunday slate that I'm in. So I couldn't pay up for Devontae Adams. So Calvin Ridley in, in a dome. Uh, I'm about that action. Uh, a couple other things real quick, and I'll throw it to you. Chalk dust to me, J.K. Dobbins and T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, um, I can't wait to, to, to see if T.Y. Hilton decides to hire Lewis Riddick as the GM of the Houston Texans. Because if you didn't know, T.Y. Hilton owns the Houston Texans. So ownership <laughs> will, will allow T.Y. Hilton to help uh, have a say in who the new GM is there. And then J.K. Dobbins, 5900 bucks against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Here's the thing. They just, they're coming off a short week against a tough division foe. This is kind of, a, I won't say a letdown spot, but you know, if your quarterback really was cramping and not taking a shit, then why are you going to overdo it in a game where um, you're just you're just trying to win? Maybe not necessarily get margin and win by a bunch of points. You you just pound the ball with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Bus and get in and out with a dub and, and move on down the road and. Uh, my Mr. Mincash. Now, I'm actually going to throw you a bit of a curveball. Can, can you hit a curveball? Um, with a golf club 
Or a tennis no. racket? Baseball. Anyway, oh. uh, my, my, my curveball on Mr. Mincash is going to be my defense. I'm going to go the Washington football team oh, I love for, 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 for 2,500. And you may say, but, but Memphis, that's, they're playing the, the Seattle Seahawks and they're this great high powered offense. Turn over Russell Wilson. You know, turn over Ru- machine the second half of the season. I love it. In the last eight games, Russell Wilson has had 13 turnovers. In, in those eight games and 25 sacks in that span. And he's been sacked 40 times on the year. And speaking of 40 sacks, that's how many the football team have on the season. So the Seattle Seahawks give up an average of three sacks a game and, and the football team averages three sacks a game. And I'm looking at it. So I'm basically, I'm looking at three sacks and at least one turnover. We saw this, we saw this defense and special teams score twice last year. It's got a low total. The total on this game, you mentioned it earlier. Um, you said 41 and a half. Uh, earlier when I wrote this show sheet, they had it at 44 and a half, which would make Seattle's oh. Im- implied team total at 23. Again, a West Coast team going east for a 1 o'clock start. That offensive line, like I said, I think I get one to two turnovers. I think I get three sacks. And that makes 2500 bucks for the Washington football team's defense feel like a steal to allow me to to work a little bit more around the edges. What do you have, man? Uh, g- give us your stack, your your high-dollar play, your chalk, and your uh, min-cash. So we got some similarities again this week. I'm going right back to the Phillip Rivers T.Y. Hilton stack. I like the over in this game. I like how Indy is scoring points. Um, and if Houston can come to play, like, I, I mean, I was so excited about Phillip Rivers last week, and then the Raiders were just out of that game that I don't think Rivers got more than a, a handful of fantasy points in the second half of that game. Um, so the Rivers-Hilton stack, so, yeah, very chalky with Hilton. He's been so good the past few weeks, and I don't know if everybody's caught on yet. Um, yeah, I'm on – so so I got Ridley as my flex. He's a, he's my high-dollar honey. And so, so Rivers, and then I'm going back to Jonathan Taylor. Houston has like Jonathan Taylor. I, I, could, is just I couldn't getting do it at 7,200. Yeah, no, he's I, just getting I agree. more involved every week, though. I, I, I totally, I totally agree with that analysis. But here's the thing: he went from being a $5,900 steal to to being quite pricey. Uh, I don't want to say virtually overnight, but but he went. He went pretty high, so I, I I don't disagree with the play. His coming out party a couple of weeks ago was really against this team, but uh, yeah, man, I'm just uh, just having some fun with you. And and look, I, so so I looked at the uh, I looked at the options this week, and Taylor looks good. James Robinson a hundred dollars cheaper, but if that game script against Baltimore gets negative pretty quickly, he could disappear. Montgomery against Minnesota. I like the under in that game, so I don't know if I love Montgomery there. Then Miles Sanders still like a bit of a question mark. Chris Carson against Washington question mark. Antonio Gibson question mark. Cam Akers even feels like a little bit of a question mark because yes, he's 20, 20 plus carries in the last two weeks, but only three receptions. And who knows what like what happens if the Rams are up thirty at halftime? Like, do they just not even try to move the ball? Do they put in backups? DeAndre Swift is next, and like, who knows? Like, God damn it, you know, in the league that I, I was telling talking about earlier that I barely won, when I had Matt Stafford and DeAndre Swift, and when all of a sudden I saw Chase Daniels was throwing passes and Carryon Johnson scored a rushing touchdown in the fourth quarter of that game, I almost threw my laptop through the fucking wall. Alexander Madison sixty three hundred, then it's Zeke, and then Rojo, and then I saw Dobbins, and like, I don't know, like I I just. There's not a lot of trust there. I feel like at this point I can trust Jonathan Taylor, even if he's 7,200. So I went with him. And then I throw in Jeff Wilson Jr., 5,100. I think that's great value against Dallas's terrible run defense. And then my receivers outside of T.Y. Hilton, Brandon I. Yuke, stud, absolute stud recently. And then so so I was looking for cheap running backs to fill my flex and I searched Lynn Bowden, doesn't show up as a running back on DraftKings. Wide receiver, $3,600. Lynn Bowden in the past two weeks, two weeks ago, four for 41 on four targets and a rushing attempt for 11 yards. Last week, seven for 82 on nine targets and a rushing attempt for two yards. Don't let the fact that it says 
the opponent rank is ninth. Like, I I, I think Lynn Bowden is a bit of a uh, he's a bit of a wild card for the Dolphins offense, who is hurting on the offensive weapon side of the ball. So get him cheap, and then I'm going Hawk for my tight end. He just felt reliable. I, I was like in my head before I even looked at the when games were being played and the prices. I was ready to be all over Robert Tunyon this week, and then Green Bay playing on Saturday, so not in the uh, the main slate for DraftKings. And then Calvin Ridley and the Washington Football Team. Well, we, we there, there's some similarities. It looks like we're gonna have to chop up this uh, this million dollars. Over there, but man, all in all, it's it's been a good time. Uh, we we continue to have success. We're 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 feeling out how to make this entertaining. I I think we it goes without question to say that you and I have been successful. Uh, I think that if you, the listener, have had good betting discipline, and like I said, just followed our big bets and you know followed us on Twitter, uh, we've made you money. We we have made you money this football season and we're very proud of that uh, and it's going to get better stick with us you know the entertaining part of it the me busting his chops and at some point he'll be talented enough to bust mine it's cool we're we're, we're, we're getting oh, there you meant you meant old enough old I'm enough so young this, compared, this, compared this, to you this is true what's that is that an, oh i thought that was water behind your ears it's just a, it's just an ipod an airpod <laughs> in your ear so you know we're, we're, we're good there but no man we're we're, we're coming around and I'm about to get you on the People's Propcast some Saturday with me, uh, knocking out some we'll props. Let's do it this Saturday. I will see what's what. I have uh-huh. uh, so, so so cool story. Um, I'll I be the to, judge of if it's cool or not. I'm not really. One. It's it's inventory time. <laughs> it's inventory time at the facility that I work at, and we're hoping to have it done on Friday. I may have to do a half a day on Saturday. But after that, I am off work until January 4th. So I will have upwards of like wow. 16 days off. Yeah, it's, it's great. And looking forward to it, uh, recharging the batteries and, and grinding hard. I'm working on something behind the scenes. I've not really mentioned it for our Patreons. It'll be a Patreon exclusive for a long time. Uh, I think I'm going to write an ebook about Dynasty Fantasy Football as the, uh, the season starts to slow down. And that will be something that I share exclusively with the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone so a lot more about that to come thank you for tuning in please leave us those five stars uh if we like what you say i may read it on air and if i don't like what you say i may cuss you like a dog i don't know there is no in between with us but here at the dynasty war zones the fabulous big bet will tell you that money won is twice as sweet as money earned tell them goodbye dr kyle Peace. Oh, you're supposed to say goodbye, Dr. Kyle. All right, bye, everybody. Have a great week. (laughs) Hey, what's going on, Patreons? Man, that big bet has been working out well for me. Being able to hit up Dr. Kyle and his DMs. We're on a synchronized schedule. It's crazy. Every time I'm about to message him, he's about to message me. But uh, being able to bounce those ideas off of him and then being able to reach out to Memphis. Typically, I just do it directly to the stream personally instead of a DM, but... Man, I've grown in, what, five weeks of doing the sports betting, and the big bets helped. I'm able to formulate my own opinions. I do like some of the ones that they have, but listening to them and reading some of the lines and doing my own little research, I'm starting to kind of understand the ins and outs, sports betting, um, and it's going real well. Last week, I went 5-2 and two on my bets. Um, I hit a couple big parlays. One of the ones was Miami that I talked about with Dr. Kyle as soon as the opening lines came in. So uh, big bets where it's at. Patreon, you guys are great. Appreciate everything. $1,000 is a cool G as we call it back home. Are you at liberty to play for that, Stanley? Would you prefer to play for smiles?